Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bathfitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bathfitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bathfitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bathfitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bathfitter, it just fits. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. You're, you're going to be off all week, aren't you? Yes. Oh, it's yeah. Tuesday. It's tu- it is Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm... Yeah. That'll uh, probably be a little screwy. Yeah, a little, a little screwy. screwy. Yeah. Yeah, because yesterday was Monday. I, I flew I flew back from uh, down south. That's south. right. You watched uh, baseball in the bayou this Bay- weekend. It was awesome. Was tell, tell us about it. Yeah. We, we, uh, my son is, is the pitching coach of... Uh, Western Michigan University, and they took on the LSU number one LSU Tigers, number one in the country, number one in the country, and uh, there's definitely a reason they're number one in the country. <laughs> they got some hosses. Really? Their Friday night starter, their Friday night starter is actually he was at Air Force last year, transferred from Air Force. Oh, no kidding! Yeah, sitting ninety eight, just throwing straight. First pitch of the game was ninety nine. His last pitch of the game was like a hundred. Pitch one hundred was ninety eight. It just is, it was, the talent there is uh, incredible. You were telling me, I didn't realize this, the baseball coach at LSU makes $2 million a year? I believe that's what that's what I was told. Now, I know he's he's making a lot of money. I was told $2 million a year. Holy smokes. I, I knew big-time college baseball was big-time, but... I didn't realize the pitching, it was the, that pitching, big. the pitching coach at LSU got taken. He was he was the pitching coach for the Minnesota Twins, and LSU came at him middle of the season. He left the Twins last year to double his salary to go to be the pitching coach at LSU. How much is he making? Between five and seven fifty, something like that. Wow. This it is it's big time baseball, man. It is a it's as nice a it's a triple A stadium, and they pack it. It's pretty it's pretty cool. The atmosphere is cool. The people were great. The LSU fans were awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they were they were incredible. They're very hospitable, very southern, gentlemanly and ladylike. Well, you you were down there for a long weekend, but you didn't pick up any. Cajun brogue in your voice. No, you didn't I didn't come back. I, I, I didn't go for, Brian Kelly on uh, uh, <laughs> My mom and them got some soy tea, and uh, yeah. we had we had ourselves a crab ball. You didn't come we, back with we Brian had Kelly's. A, yeah, we had ourselves we had ourselves a really nice time, and we had ourselves one of them crawdad uh, crawfish boils. <laughs> I was afraid you were going to come back sounding like Stokely. Oh no, no! Which means I wouldn't be able to understand you. Right? That's a different. That's a di- there's a there's different dialect. Yes. You know, there's yes. a, the northern Lee, northern Louisiana. There's the southern Louisiana. <laughs> there's the eastern and western Louisiana dialect. Then there's the Bobby Boucher dialect, yeah. right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, while you were enjoying watching real competition, uh, we got the NBA All-Star Weekend. Oh, my gosh. Which was, oh, man. Does LeBron James not know the Joker's name? Yeah, how did he pronounce it? I, 
I have no, I don't know exactly how I pronounce it, but I was just like, you don't really know his name. Yeah, it's it's time to put it's time to put these All Star games, except for Major League Baseball, out of its misery. You can tell the players don't care. They don't care. It's just an excuse for them to, you know, hang out and, and, and party for a weekend. They 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 feel no responsibility uh, to the game, to the fans. They they just want to go out and doink around. That's all they want to do. Mm-hmm. So the next time any hockey, football, or basketball player talks about how much the fans matter, they're lying to you. They don't care. If they did care, they'd put a little bit more effort in. Come on. These guys go out during the summer and play pickup basketball. And I guarantee you it is 50 times more competitive than that joke that we saw on Sunday night. That was, was, I watched highlights because I didn't watch it. But I watch highlights. It's a glorified layup line. Yeah. Yeah. It's like paying to go watch them do layups. It's, it is, like, it's, like, hey, man, I, the NFL, they finally, you know, put it out of its misery. But that, that game was pathetic. And this game, I, this, <laughs> yeah. this game, yeah. is, it's embarrassing. Thank, it thank, is just embarrassing. Thank God we are through this part of the sports calendar, all the all-star games. The Pro Bowl, the NHL, the NBA All-Star. Thank God we're past those. They're jokes. They're absolute jokes. Uh-huh. So, at least they're over. And just put them out of their misery. Just just stop it. Just do it. But even then, do it. even a skills competition. Mac McClung put on a heck of a show. Right. But the guy's a G League player. Uh-huh. Again, in, until the biggest names take part in the biggest events... Then they're just lying to you when they say, oh, yeah, we care about the game and the fan. No, you don't. John Morant says, I will never participate in a, a dunk contest. Why? Why not? What, what do you got to lose? What are you so afraid of? These guys are just pansies. They really are. They, yeah. they are just pansies. That's a great, that is a great term. Add in the load management BS, pansies. Anyway. I don't know why I'm, getting, why I'm getting so riled up about these all-star games. I was thinking about this driving in, though. You know, Max and Jay Will and 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 uh, Keyshawn were talking about like where will where will after this year with Dallas, then like next year, how will they develop that super team and where will Kyrie go and and I was just like, this is what's wrong with basketball. It's like the Denver Nuggets owe it to us, the NBA. They owe it to the NBA to put together a team that can win championships that's home, that's essentially homegrown. Do you know what I mean? Like, no superstars. Let's, let's gang up together. Yeah. Let's, like, I mean, the NBA just, that whole, who's going to play with LeBron? What about Phoenix? They've put together a super team. Durant, ever since that Achilles, he's the best player in basketball. Who's going to team up with him next? New big three with the Clippers. Russell Westbrook. Joining Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. 
Yeah, you're right. It's pathetic. I just, I just, it's pathetic. I want the Nuggets to win for a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons is just piss off the entire Ugh. establishment. Just annoy. I want exactly what happened in October of 2007. Yes. When, when the Rockies made it to the World Series and ESPN was like, um, listen, America, the uh, Rockies are in the World Series. We're going to have to introduce you to mm. them. They're from Denver. Right. You know, they play at a mile high. Right. They're the Blake Street, you know, all this stuff. Right. And you know what? Here's their mascot, Digger. <laughs> He's a I, dinosaur, I, you know. I just, I just want the whole establishment to be like, oh, shoot. And then just... Ram it down their throats. Just go out, win a championship, mm-hmm. and then yeah. see how they have to react. Just watch them have to suck on that lemon. <laughs> a little salty this morning. Yeah. Jeez. Well, we're off and rolling. The Avs with their best win of the season in a weekend which they lost They lost out on my guy. They lost oh, out on I my know. guy. I, I, wanted, know. I wanted Ryan O'Reilly back. He's instead going to Toronto. So... The uh, Avs potential trade candidates. The pool is drying up. Soderberg. Well, he's still he's still available. Yeah, get him from Sweden. Mm-hmm. Bring him over. Coming up is Sean Payton taking too long to put his staff together. That's next. When the day is done, the game is over, and you need a break from all the stress, relax in your tub or shower from Bathfitter. Bathfitter will fit your budget with a price match guarantee. No money down, no payments for up to five years. Get the ball rolling. Visit bathfitter.com today. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. Mark, what's uh, taking Sean Payton so long to put together his staff? Um, you think this is this this is long? Well, Jonathan Gannon. Mm-hmm. More on him and what's trending. <laughs> so what's with these these Jonathan Gannon coaches with eagle connections with their awkward introductory uh, right. moments He's my in the, boy in the press conference? I but I, I, didn't, I didn't even beep, see beep, it. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, you got to look it up. This oh is, my god! This is this is He's my boy. This too. is even. This is even better than Sirianni's first one, if you can believe it. What about how, how does it compare to uh, it was Adam, Adam Gase? It was Adam Gase like, yes, it? with the eyes, yes, but there was sound to go along with it. Okay, at least Sirianni had the it, the benefit of being like on a Zoom, right, where he can't actually look at the people asking him questions. So there's a little bit of awkwardness there. Okay, go ahead. Though. All right, so Peyton. Well, Dan yeah. just got the job, and he already has an offensive and defensive coordinator. Uh-huh. Granted, they're not. Uh, Household names. They're sure you know, guys that were quality control coaches just a couple of years ago. But the Broncos, Sean Payton, talked with Vance Joseph and and Rex Ryan over the weekend, but no deal done. Uh huh. So what are we waiting for? Well, I would imagine with a guy like Rex Ryan. I mean, Rex Ryan has. Choices, so it's got to be right. You know, the money's got to be right, the opportunity's got to be right. All those things. But well, he's happen. not interviewing with a bunch of other teams, though. Rex. Yeah, but he doesn't need to. No. So he said he'd he'd only leave the TV gig for the perfect gig. Right. Okay. So this is either the perfect gig or it's not. Right. Okay. So, so but the perfect gig, there is there is that aspect of negotiating the contract that you want. 
You know, I mean, you just don't. It, it, listen, Rex Ryan is going to be, hey, if Dan Quinn's the highest paid D coordinator in football, he's making about four million bucks a year. Guess what? The perfect gig is me making four point two million bucks a year, and then I'll consider it. And I'm going to be the head coach of the defense. You know, I'm going to be the I'm going to be in charge of the. And you think, not, he deserves, not, you think he deserves more than Quinn? Quinn's, not, Quinn's been coaching nonstop right, for the last. It's not several what you years. deserve; it's what you can negotiate. Well, right? It's not. Well, that, if I'm the Broncos, do I? If I'm Sean Payton, do I give him more well, than the, Dan Quinn? That's what that to me is probably what's taking some time. And the other thing, the other thing for Sean, I would imagine, unlike a lot of these, uh, unlike a lot of these coaches that are getting first time opportunities. Sean is not looking for, to make quality control guys his offensive coordinator. I suppose he could do it with with an offensive coordinator because he's going to be in charge of the offense, but he's not looking for some first-timer to come fill a role. Sean wants quality, like, coaches who have been through the quote-unquote fire. I mean, just look at what a dumpster fire this was last year. Without veteran coaches, they, they finally went out and got Jerry Rosberg. And as soon as Jerry Rosberg took over, he fired a bunch of dudes. Like, and, you know, and John Gannon is all, now it worked in Philly, right? Most of those guys were, John was a first-time coordinator. Nick Sirianni, first-time head coach. Um, Shane Steichen, first-time offensive coordinator. So, like, it it worked in Philly. And those guys have all gotten Steichen and, and John Gannon have gotten head coaching jobs. Steichen in Indianapolis and Gannon in, in Arizona, obviously, but all you have to do is look at, at look at Denver last year as a case study in what not to do. You damn well better hire coaches who who one have authority, have some experience, and understand what Sean Payton is looking for. So, so you I, don't you don't you don't look at this as a sign that he wasn't prepared. No, no, that he. You know, didn't maybe didn't even think he was going to get back into coaching this year, and it and it did. It happened, and now he's kind of like left scrambling. I don't know. I don't look at that. I don't look at that at all. I mean, I think there's. You don't think that while he was doing TV this entire year and everything, you don't think that he had his go-to list ready to go as to who he'd want to bring in? Well, sure. I think he's got a list, but. How many of those guys are actually available? How many of those guys you have to pry away from other organizations? How many of those guys are like like I said, how many of those guys are available? I think that's I think those are all legitimate questions that you end up asking yourself. And so you put a list of, of my primary targets and my primary candidates, but a lot of those guys are under contract elsewhere, so you can't go after those guys. And I'm sure there's a lot of guys that he coached with on the Saints that he would like to bring this way. Um, but then you can't go lateral, so you have to be, you know, offense coordinator slash, you know, Grand Poobah of the uh, run game coordinator, what, whatever it is, right? You, you got to give them some fancy made-up title. So I, I think there's just, I think there's more to it than possibly meets the eye. Well, ultimately, it comes down to what we end up with, what he ends up with. And if we learned anything through the head coaching search, jeez, that thing took so many twists and turns and sure. rumors and speculation. And this guy's the hot candidate. This guy, they've cooled. And, you know, there was a time where it looked like 
Sean Payton wasn't going to be the guy. He ends up being the guy. Yeah. And so <laughs> I guess if we learned anything from the head coaching search, I guess when it comes to the defensive coordinator search, let's see who they end up with. And then we can critique it. Mm-hmm. But they better. But at this point, they, they better end up with Rex. I want Rex. But are you okay with VJ? Do they need to get one of the two? Um, like, after all of this, do you want some guy who's hardly been a defensive coordinator? Doesn't have much of a, a resume. At, at, at this point, for it to take this long, I'm expecting, I'm expecting, well, I'm expecting. A, a significant hire. I'm expecting it to be Rex Ryan. You are. At what point? At what point? I think this is just negotiation. Yeah. At what point? And and I ask this in all seriousness because I like VJ a lot. But at what point has VJ coordinated a defense that was a top flight defense? Well, okay. has he? Well, you've been on the Arizona beat a few times over the last few years. You've you've seen plenty of Cardinal games. Whenever I've asked you about it, you said, "Oh yeah, they they've got a great, they've got some they, really good players. They, they like VJ down there. Yeah, they love VJ down there. Okay. Yeah, a lot of really good players. Yeah, but at what point has he coordinated a defense that's that's been really good? I and I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, I'm not I'm not looking it up, but I remember when he got the head coaching job here, his defense in Miami uh, was 27th overall, right. something like that. Right. And you know, I know he wasn't the coordinator; he was the head coach, but Obviously, he had his his. But Arizona's been a, Arizona's been a dumpster fire offensively. Things are so bad there with their their quarterback. They got to put in a clause just to get him to work. Right. But they have a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball, and it has not necessarily worked out. So I'm just you know. You think it'll be Rex though? I I may I mean that's what I'm hoping. Well, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You said you believe it'll be Rex. I do, but... Okay, that's a, that's different from hoping. You hope it'll be Rex, but do you believe it'll be Rex? Um, Yeah, I do believe it'll okay. be Rex. I hope and believe. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. The Morning Brew is coming up next. What Michael Malone had to say after coaching the All-Star Game. I use that term loosely. And uh, further proof that we uh, do not need to give up yet on the smear campaign. That's next. It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. The Avalanche with a good weekend. Get a win on Saturday in St. Louis against the uh, Blues who have dismantled. And then followed up with a come from behind win against the Oil. Here is Taves. Off to Rantanen. Rantanen in the high slot. ESPN there with the call as the Avs get to back-to-back wins over the weekend. And, uh, Mark, they they have now moved themselves up to where they're only a couple of points with a game in hand behind Winnipeg for the second spot in their division, which would give them home ice in the first round of the playoffs. Wow. How things change. Yeah, uh, look of, at that. Look string at- a couple wins together. And then Lannis Gog is... Began skating yesterday. Okay. Saw a video of him skating yesterday. How'd he look? 
Oh, it was uh, it was very slow. Just just kind of getting his getting his legs back. I hope he doesn't have Tulowitzki legs. Yeah, we don't want heavy legs. Actually, Winnipeg won, so the Avs now four back of uh, Winnipeg. Winnipeg won last night. Four back, but two games in hand. Okay. So you win those two games, you're tied with Winnipeg. And by the way, they're only uh, five points behind Dallas for first place. And again, the Avs have a couple of games in hand. Nathan McKinnon, I know you love this. Yeah. Nathan McKinnon. Named the second star. Oh yeah, of the NHL last week. Nice second, second star. star. Second star. Who's the first star? Ah, uh, boy. Soderberg. I really don't care. Was it Soderberg. It was not Soderberg. Damn it. I really. I all I saw was that he was the second star. I really yeah. wasn't paying attention who the first star was because as soon as I saw that he was the second star, I knew how much you would just yes. Well, who's you, the third? You star? would love that because you I love mean, the fact that they hand out participation. Yes, ribbons. the third star was the, that guy. Is he does the gritty work. You know, he does the grimy work. Maybe not tallying things in the uh, scoreboard column, you know, the goals column or the assist column, but some of the gritty work. He's <laughs> down there mucking it up uh, in the corners. I'll find out who the they were. The 200-foot player. Oh, my goodness. Somebody I have never heard of. Uh, the first star was Tim Stutzel. Good old Stutzel. From Ottawa. Ottawa. Nathan McKinnon, second star, and then Dylan Larkin from uh, Detroit. Dylan Larkin. Mm. Okay, next All on right. the uh, Morning Brew, Michael Malone had this to say after coaching the All-Star <clears throat> game on Sunday. You know, it's an honor to be here. It's an honor to be a part of a, a great weekend, great players, but that is the worst basketball game ever played. <laughs> <laughs> Preach, coach. Preach. I love preach. Michael Malone. I lo- I love it. I love it. That's exactly what he should say. This is pathetic. Put the game out of its misery. It's embarrassing, Please. dude. I. You know what? You you summed it up perfectly. What a bunch of pansies. It's a basketball game. It's a basketball game. Oh my goodness! You guys a- play harder. You play fifty times harder than you do in, in pickup games during the summer. You could play a game. You you can play a game. I'm not saying you have to play it like it's game seven of the NBA Finals, but you can play a game. Soft. Oh What's God. stopping you from just going out and playing a basketball game with some defense? Play a game. Soft. I know. I got somebody complaining about whining about it. Well, no, I'm not whining about it. It's a... It's a the, the all-star game used to mean something. Okay? Yes. It used to mean something. And now, because these players just don't give a damn. All they want is they just want a chance to get together and party for a weekend. They don't care about their responsibility to the game, their responsibility to the fans. They don't care. Remember when? And shame on Adam Silver and David Stern before him for allowing the game to go down this path. Remember when? The dunk NBA dunk contest was like set your VCR yes. must see the biggest Dominic names. Wilkins and and Dr. J Michael Jordan. Jordan. Now now you Spud got Webb. now you got John Morant who can't carry any of these guys jocks coming out and saying I'll never compete in All Star game. Who the hell are you? Seriously, right. who are you? Yeah, it's pathetic. Pathetic. Do you know who I am. Next on the uh, Morning Brew, Sean Payton slowly continues uh, to put together his uh, coaching staff. 
We still await word on whether it's going to be Rex Ryan or Vance Joseph. Mm-hmm. Still file Sean Desai away. He was the first name that came right. up. Forgot about Sean Desai. At this point with Rex, it's all about money, right? He probably... I, I think Rex thought when he went into TV that the phone was going to ring pretty quickly and he'd be in demand to get another head coaching job. But now several years have passed. Mm-hmm. Things have cooled. If he has any aspiration of being a head coach again, he's got to get back into the mix, right? So he can't wait too much longer. This is a really good opportunity, but he wants to get paid to do it. So... I don't think it's a question of him wanting to do it. I think he wants to do it. And everything you said about Peyton, he wants, uh, you know, veteran coaches that, that you know, he feels like he can really, especially for the, the defensive coordinator, right? Sean Payton wants to run the offense. Sean Payton, yeah. he's never going to be like full Fangio where I can't tell you what I saw because I was only watching the offense. Mm. But he wants to just run the offense and have a defensive coordinator he can trust. Sure. That he doesn't have the mama cat, right? Yeah. Rex would be perfect for that. But now it comes down, then, doesn't it come down to money? And is this yet another test for the new ownership group? Are they willing to maybe set a new bar when it comes to what they're paying a defensive coordinator? Well, I think they're going to have to. If, if Rex is the guy that Sean wants, then I think they're going to have to be willing to do that. And, you know, you look at all the years, Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen was, you know, he coached here. He coached, he was head coach with the Raiders. He's been a defense coordinator. And he was a defense coordinator. He is now the head coach of the Saints. But he was Sean Payne's defense coordinator for quite some time. And, you know, they had a great thing going there between the defense and the offense. So I think Sean would like that. I don't think there's any question you want competent coaches who you can trust, who understand the complementary nature of football and Understand like the difference between being home and on the road and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I, I think that's an important aspect. Well, if you can't get this deal closed because you're not willing to pay Rex Ryan, then then you got to question this ownership group. They went out. They they're spending the money for Sean Payton. Why stop now? No, you don't. Well, okay then. You pay him. Well, then let's let's hope that happens. Then next on the morning brew, oh Paxton, 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 sweet Paxton, Lynch. Flushed, directing traffic to Latimer. Picked off. Sean Davis with the interception in the end zone. No, they're saying catch. Whoa. They're saying touchdown. Wow. Mm, Man, even when, even when Paxton throws touchdowns, everyone thinks that they're picks. There's another pick. Well, things uh, deteriorated after that for uh, our friend Paxton, who... Down 21 to 6 in the third quarter. His Orlando Guardians of the XFL uh-huh. were down. He got benched. He got pulled. He got pulled. Did he cry? I don't know whether he cried. But, uh. Was it an ankle? Seven years after being drafted by the Broncos, Jackson Lynch, yeah. to his credit, still out there. Yeah. He's been with the Broncos, the Steelers, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders of the CFL, the Michigan Panthers of the USFL, and now here with the Orlando Guardians. But uh, he got benched for somebody named Quentin Dormady. This is sad. Has he gotten benched in every league he's ever played in? Well, remember when he was in the CFL, I think he was like the, the third or fourth quarterback oh, on yeah. that team, too. So That's right. I don't think he ever got a chance to be benched. That'll do it for the morning brew. Bring that to you uh, each and every morning.
at uh, 6.30. We'll get to uh, some of your text reaction. Are you starting to get uh, impatient with the Broncos and Sean Payton for not having a defensive quarter in, uh, coordinator in place? And did the NBA world make it obvious this weekend they want nothing to do with Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets? That's next. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. By the way, yeah, when I was talking about Paxton Lynch's journeys, uh, uh, I mentioned that he was with Pittsburgh. He was also with Seattle, too, in right. different capacities, uh, practice squad, things like that. So it's, sure. it's Denver. Actually, let's see if I have this right in Whoa. order. Let's get yeah. this right. Because the one thing I want to show is respect for Paxton right. Lynch. This Denver, show is all about that. Seattle. Uh-huh. Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. Saskatchewan, Michigan Panthers of the USFL, and now the Orlando Guardians of the XFL. You do have to give him credit. I mean, you want to talk about perseverance. He is persevering, or he's trying to, yeah. Or is it that people just don't, like, they keep looking at his talent level and saying, maybe the light, maybe this time the light will go off. Maybe. Wouldn't be the first athlete to get that kind of treatment. If only. If only we had him here. Right. It'd be different. Under our expert tutelage. Right. Yeah, I, I got to speak to Western uh, the Western Michigan kids Saturday morning. Is that what you did to earn the right to be down on the field before the game? Yes. That's exactly <laughs> what I did. They asked me to speak to I was down there. Yeah. BP. Went, ben McDonald was there. Remember the old oh, yeah, LSU yeah, yeah, first yeah, rounder, yeah. Baltimore Orioles? Yeah, yeah. I ended up talking to him for a while. Yeah. He does half the Baltimore Oriole games, okay. and then he does it. He does like fifteen SEC games and all that kind of stuff. So, what was your mes- message to the Western Michigan? Are they the Broncos? The Western Michigan Broncos. Yes. Yeah. What was your message to the that your son is the pitching coach for? Stay low, keep your knees bent, throw yeah. strikes. Good job. Yeah, that was pretty much it. <laughs> no, okay. just okay. you know, I really talked about just uh, um, not living with regret. Like, don't talk yourself out of, Ooh, right? Like that. Don't like talk that. yourself out of, I mean, big leaguers come from all over the place. Great teams, you know, overcome the things that uh, are stacked against them. So just don't, at the end of the day, when your career is over, and some of you will end as college players, some of you will go on, the minor leagues will end there, some of you will make it to the, maybe a few of you will make it to major leagues. But at the end of the day, once it's over, don't ever look back and go, man, I wish I'd have studied harder. I wish I'd have worked harder. Right. I wish I'd have, like, don't let that be the thing you're sitting on your couch at 45 going, man, I squandered an opportunity. That's the that's the one thing I don't want for any of the kids. That's the one thing I always preach to my son. And honestly, the one thing I can look at my own career and say, I couldn't have lifted, worked, studied, prepared any harder than I did. So I got everything I could possibly get out of my career. And then when it was over, it was over. It was time to move on. Yeah, and that's why when we did the Paxton Lynch smear campaign for so long, and people were like, why, why, why are you getting on Paxton? Because you know what? He was given everything. God-gifted talent. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. Sure. And he wasted it. Uh, there's just no other word to use. He wasted it. And right. I'm sorry. I'd, I'd like to think that myself or a lot of you listening – if you had the chance to be given that kind of uh, talent, uh, a talent, a one in a million type talent, right. 
that you wouldn't squander it. And he squandered it because he just didn't care enough. And yeah, I, that that to me is <laughs> I'm I'm going to call that out. I'm 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 going to label him an underachiever. I'm going to mock him. Yeah, yeah absolutely. When you, when you there, Sorry. there are sometimes there are extenuating circumstances. Sometimes you're just not mentally tough enough. And that's that but again, well that's part of your message though, right. that you were delivering right. the other day. Right, exactly. Again, even if you're not mentally tough enough or you're you know, you you can't process it quickly enough or whatever, the bottom line is athletically like you hit the you have the winning lotto numbers. Right. Exactly. And you can't go cash your ticket. Can't go cash your ticket. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. You know how it's always said that, um, you know, Nikola Jokic is the the humble superstar. He doesn't really care about numbers Uh or stats. I think we saw some evidence on Sunday night that he does care about his image. He did not want to be the last all-star starter picked. Can't do it. You see, there was yeah. two guys left, yeah. him and, and, and Laurie Markkinen, the uh, jazz player. Uh-huh. They were the last two starters, and they were getting picked. I mean, this is, I don't you could be the two-time reigning MVP, but it's still give, giving you flashbacks to being on the on the playground, and right. you're choosing up sides, and you're standing there in embarrassment as the guys continue to get picked, and you're going to be the last one picked. He didn't want to be the last one picked. Mm-hmm. He he got up and, and walked over to LeBron and said, take me. Right. Draymond Green came on afterwards and said, "LeBron was going to take Markkinen." So yeah, because he didn't know Jokic's name. Well, he definitely wasn't prepared for it. Let me ask. So just you know, and I I get it, but Jokic didn't want to be the, the last guy picked. By the way, so he kind of forced right. LeBron's hand. He does care about his image. He, well, to a degree, yes. Let me ask you this: Who was the moron? Slash genius, but moron that decided to spice up the all star games. We're going to start not going, you know, east versus west. We're going to start picking the team. Like, who's the moron? Because they did that in the Pro Bowl, too. Like, like, it's Team Dion versus Team What? Like, who's the moron that came up with that? Some stupid TV. Well, what you've got, what you've got is an event that's flatlining. And, And this is bringing out the pads to somehow try to. Put some life into it. Yeah. Clear! I, I Let's have LeBron and Giannis pick the teams. By the way, it took forever. It's like, okay, let's go. Can we get this going? Even right. even, 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 just, even Luca was uh, was mic'd up during the game. He's like, yeah, I thought it took a long time. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm with you, Luca. Just put it out of its misery. Or, like, I can fix it. Nobody wants to listen to me, though. But I can fix it. How can you fix it? See, I I know what the solution is, and I think it would be awesome. Well, uh, and it would be the same, and I would do the same thing for the NHL as well. The when the Pro Bowl, when the Pro Bowl was going through all these machinations, you know, with let's let other people pick the teams and stuff. They asked me, like, like the the contingent of ESPN executives asked me, I can fix it in two seconds. They're, okay, well, how are you going to fix it? Winner take all. Put a significant amount of money up for each winner. Mm-hmm. The All-Star game. And say, now, it may take two quarters, but eventually street brawl is going to break out and it's going to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. You get X amount of money, the, re- the losers get nothing. 
That'd be awesome. That I mean, would be great. Right now, think about that. If you had East versus West in the NBA All-Star game, and each winning NBA player got a $250,000 bonus, and the losers got nothing, sorry, but you're bringing your in-laws, and you're bringing people, and you're bringing your, you know, your high school buddies and everything else, you start counting up, dude, this trip, this All-Star trip is costing me hundred grand. Well, I'm going to make money. You're going to lose it, right? I mean, I, I'm telling you. Be great. At the end of that game, that little real basketball game at some point would break out. Some point about midway through the third quarter. Okay, that's one idea. The other one is I, I'd make it a world versus U.S. game. Because I'll tell you one thing. The, the world NBA guys, oh, they would love, love. That's a great to idea. To beat the U.S. guys. Be dicey dice. Right, Exactly. And you know what? The U.S. guys would quickly realize, hey, the, the world guys have come to play. And if he we does, don't, he does. And if we don't want to get embarrassed, yeah, I mean, you start putting together a team of Luka, Jokic, Giannis, Jamal Murray. Yeah. You start putting together an international team, and they can ball with anybody, and, and they'll come out and be ready to play. That would be entertaining. Instead of this farce that we get right now, and it is, it, it's a it's a farce. It, it truly it is. is ugly. It it truly truly is. Coming up, four down territory. The Avalanche had a good weekend, but are they seeing their potential trade candidates dry up? And what are they going to do about it? That's next. When your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits. 